0: Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Which roadblock are you facing to getting the best outcome for you? Mum has identified some personalities for her clients that Mm. sometimes get in the way of them getting their best outcomes because sometimes when you're in the box, you can't see the label. Now, these aren't the same personality types that we describe for your exes, which is avoidant, manipulative, controlling, high conflict and amicable. These are a different type of label for those that mum has seen made some big mistakes because Mm. they haven't identified that this is their type of divorce Yeah yep yep so welcome
1: mum (laughs) (laughs) hello laura hello everyone now
0: we've always talked about the other person's Mm -hmm. personality type and Mm. and now we're going to talk about anyone who's listening to really have a think about if they're making these mistakes if this is what
1: they're going through we need to talk to you guys about this because when you've got a lawyer your lawyer will reality check with you and and you know, clear things up. But you're, you guys, being your own representatives at the moment. Need to ask yourself the hard questions. Mm. But it's done with love, mm. and we're not judging here. But it just ask yourself these questions.
0: Yeah, and the ones that we are going to be exploring, mm. we're going to be talking about what they are, how to know if it's you, uh, how it might affect your case, mm. and what you can do about it. And the four types that we've got is rushing syndrome we're calling it yes the second one is giving in syndrome yes then we've got the avoidant as that we know Mm -hmm. which is similar to the other one and lastly high conflict Mm. now we're going to talk about each of those and maybe do some soul searching because Mm. if you can adjust a few things you could probably get a better outcome
1: yeah that's right and and you should reality check okay um, because it's in everyone's interest if you can get through Wonderful. All
0: right. Well, let's start with rushing syndrome, mum, which is we're not psychologists. You've just
1: identified this as something that you see some of your clients having. Yeah. I think it's like peace at any price. They just want out. My clients say, I don't care. I'm just taking this. I'm out of here. Um, And they start giving in on points only to find that the other person on the other side now want something else and want something else. And soon they lose sight of what's right for them in their rush to be finished and free. So, so a person
0: who's got that rushing syndrome, all they care about is they just want to get it out. Done. Yeah, I want out. And look, I get everyone probably just yeah. wants it done.
1: Yeah. But you don't want to be sorry about it a month or two later. Yes. Uh, you need a fair agreement so that you can be at peace with yourself and know that you've done the right thing for future you. Mm. So
0: you how know? can someone listening today know whether that's kind of their their little mm. hurdle that they're going to have to get over? Mm. How? What kind well, of things do you see
1: yep yeah, so I think that it's a good thing to want to settle let me first say that well done you for wanting to move on you're in the best possible position now to make a good settlement because um, moving on uh, requires you to make a good settlement if you don't you'll be sorry in time uh, in a month or two and the other person, If he's living in the house and seems to be living the highlight, you're really going to be um, struggling to come to terms with the whole thing. So you owe it to yourself to do it fairly. Mm. So one of the ways that I would identify people like that who go, oh, whatever, whatever it takes to get out, I don't care, give it to him. When If you've got anyone advising you that it's not fair or if you've done our course and you know it's not fair, It's very like, okay, if it's just going to be the cost of your legal fees and you don't want the uncertainty and the delay and you don't want the stress of a a trial and you know exactly what you're giving up. But just make, just do a little double check and make sure that you you are are going to be able to live with it. Mm. So I get red flags. I see red flags when my clients go, look, whatever. Mm. And you go, no, well, hang on a minute. Mm. No.
0: Or where some people we've had in our webinars where they've said, well, actually my ex is, I've just said write up whatever and let's just sort it out and
1: I'll Mm. sign whatever you give me. Which is fine if there's not much at stake. Yes. But usually there's a little trap in there. So to the rushing women, I'd say at least go and talk to a lawyer or men. But, yeah, go and see a lawyer to get advice on whether the deal is so bad for you that you're going to be sorry. Mm. Um, And I always say if you're giving up something for the sake of peace, at least know what it is exactly that you are giving up Mm. and you can make a considered decision. And don't just dash off an email within an hour of receiving something from them. Mm. Uh, do take time to think of it overnight. Take as much time as you would think take to say buy a new car.
0: Yes, because well, because it, it is your it's your rest of your life, mm-hmm. but financially, and maybe the children's. Yep. So if someone sends you a consent order to sign and you sign it. And send it straight back, and not Mm. done a walk through in your head, seen a lawyer, got some sort of understanding of how it's going to affect you, and maybe pretended to talk to yourself in five years. How much money are you making? Are you still Mm. able to live the way you were living Mm -hmm. before? If you haven't done those reality checks and you rush it, it's really
1: hard to undo, isn't it? it. Yeah, and it's pretty hard to undo.
0: Okay, and you can't just say to a judge, "I I just wasn't in the right headset and headspace."
1: Well. No, good luck with that. You really can't. So the, the court's emphasis is on settling. Mm. So your job to protect yourself is to do this soul-searching. Write it down. Even do pros and cons, you know, mm-hmm. write down all list. But like I say, at least as much time as you'd spend looking at a new car or a caravan yeah. or half as much time as you'd spend buying a house. Well, look,
0: there are a lot of people out there who are impulse buyers and I can see <laughs> like they go, oh, I love this house, I'm going to get it. Oh, I love that car, I'm going to get it. And then there's, of course, the people that do all the analysis, they yeah. look it up and they research. But there are people out there who when they do buy a car or a house, they don't think too much about it. Yes. So I think people a good indication if this might be you is if that's how you behave mm-hmm. in your in your buying big yeah. deal situations yes.
1: because this is that's way... That's decisive. Yes. That's just being decisive. Well, it is
0: being decisive <laughs> but you need
1: to understand that it is your... You live with it, yes, yes. the consequences. And, and the particular element here is particularly if you still share children or friends with your ex mm. is you're going to watch them enjoy what might be an unfair share of the Mm. property pool going forward. And it can, I've seen people where it just simmers Mm. below the surface um, and, and it, eats away at them so yeah make sure you're doing it for the right reasons okay
0: so for these people who've got that rushing Mm. syndrome that we've made up um (laughs) can they in a mediation where do you see that happening in mediation
1: what kind of boo-boos do people make Uh, you can get very caught up in the mediation process and i love that i love the dynamic of a good mediation where there's a real mindset and both people come together Um, but you need to get some advice before you go Mm -hmm. and that should be your checklist and so at least you can look at the offer you're itching to agree to mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: and look at what you' what you should be getting and say fair enough look it's 20 grand in super and it's 15,000 cash I don't care I want this over and then you can make a considered decision mm. um, but don't um, settle something when you don't know what the re- reality is okay yeah
0: all right there we go uh-huh. okay so that's the rushing one yes the next one we've got is giving in. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) the -er giver-inners oh yes (laughs) so what kind of things do you see when you when you think Mm. okay that person's a -er giver-inner
1: you know what I kind of think of them as exhausted
0: yeah yeah
1: because if you've got a particularly challenging Mm ex-partner and you've been trying for ages to keep the relationship together um, you didn't leave before you were exhausted you left when you were exhausted and Mm. you just couldn't do it anymore and then we ask you to stand up for yourself and stand up for your children and, and fight for what's fair and you've got the other side going yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can just fall into the pattern of what you were like during the relationship go, all right whatever, whatever whatever you have to keep the, peace. keep the peace you have it um, <clears throat> and also sometimes people are just too tired to fight they're just too tired to fight anymore mm. what you should do in a situation like that is don't follow their timelines follow yours but Follow, like, if your lawyer or if our course has told you you need to do something in 14 days, do it in 14 days. What I would suggest, this sounds very weird, but um, (laughs) as if nothing else sounds weird, (laughs) um, is imagine you are doing this negotiation for your best friend Mm. and then how hard would you fight for your best friend of course you would or your child or your child so i would put yourself in someone else's shoes and imagine that this complete stranger or, or your friend is your the one you're doing the your best is the one you're doing the negotiations for and um because if your spirit's a little bit broken mm. um then you might not have enough self confidence to fight for yourself and you're exhausted but you i bet would fight tooth and nail for your best friend or your child mm. so just be them for that that's what would i do mm.
0: so how does giving in affect your case i mean that's pretty no-brainer
1: well but. what people do here's the thing so the other side asks for something and they go yep yeah, all right whatever and then that the other side puts that in their pocket you go, oh, we've got that sorted what about this? Yeah, whatever. When you thought, usually at the first thing, you thought that was the whole settlement mm. and you've gone, oh, look, it's going to kill me because it's more than shared, but all right, and then they go, all right, what about this? And you go, oh, God, I can't believe he's fighting over the barbecue. Yes, yeah, all right. And and what happens is you give in, give in, give in, and you still don't get to an end. If there's something that the other person wants, if they've got I don't know, the barbecue, or if they've got their music collection, it's still in your house, or whatever they've, you've got that they want, don't give it to them straight away. Make it a bundle. Mm. You know, when it's all settled, then they can have all of this. Ah. And, and that way you don't lose your bargaining power.
0: Mm. Mm. I guess it's like with the child, if they go, can I have this, mum? at the <laughs> shops and you go, yeah, sure. And then they go, can you have this, mum? You're like, I don't want a tantrum, so sure. And then they go, can I have this and this and yeah. this and this? And then you get to a point where you're like, well, <laughs> I should have said, just woe up, I'll get you something at the end of the trip. And only if you're good. And only if you're good. So I guess it's a kind of similar analogy. Yes, just giving in to keep the peace does kind
1: of bite in the bum. There's no end to it. At the end. It's like, to use another analogy, yours wasn't lame but this one is, but if you're on a tug of war with a rope, every step that you concede to the other side means they're a step closer to getting everything they want and you're a step closer to losing everything so you know you've got to stand up for yourself and and like i said just don't give in again maybe put yourself in the shoes of someone else and but be smart like it's a business deal Mm. imagine it's like buying a car off somebody
0: well i guess a good exercise for those people who just want to give in Mm. to everything is to sit down and write an example of what their future will look like, what their yeah. house will look like, what their car is going to look like, um, where they're going to be working, or what yeah. their kids' school will be like, or what they do on the weekends, how much money they get to spend, as as yeah. like as your excess, and then and then work backwards from there. Yeah. So every time you feel like giving in, go look at your ideal lifestyle yes. and your ideal future, and go: If I say yes and give in, am I okay to change this?
1: Lifestyle. Lifestyle. And it won't just be what you've given in. It might be the cost of litigation because yes. they haven't got enough incentive to settle. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point okay. um, to do that. And, you know, a lot a lot of people are a bit tired, bonded with their house. You might have renovated it. You've mm. lived there. Your kids have come home from hospital there, whatever. And people are very tied to their sense of place. Sometimes, a person can't see past that some person sometimes a person would give up everything to be able to keep their home mm. or they can't see keeping their home um is a possibility and so they're just giving up what you need to do then is go on out on weekends and go and look at a couple of open houses and speak to an accountant uh, a financial and advisor a real estate i've never walked in a, to a display home without thinking oh oh mm. you know mm. and, and our houses are quite nice and comfortable but And no one lives like a display house does. Yeah. But it will make you see, okay, there are other options. Yes. Maybe it's just a townhouse, but there's other options. And that will just give some context to future you. Mm. And like Laura said, write those things down. Remind yourself before you do give in to Yes. And you might, yeah, I mean, you can't settle on what you need. You Mm. can't make that your criteria. Mm. But you can make sure that you don't give away what you need just for the You know, if you're legally entitled to it, don't go giving that last 20 grand away or whatever it is, and then lose your opportunity to buy a house or Mm. whatever.
0: Yeah. Totally. Okay. So that's rushing. Yes. And giving in. Giving in. Yep. Now, this is a hard one, but we're going to do it. Yep. And it's high conflict. Yep. Yep. Now, these people might not realize it. Like we said, you're you're in the box, the label's on, you can't see the label because you're Mm. in it. Mm. So, mum, you were saying when we were coming up with these, we were talking about how she doesn't blame you. No, there's no blame here. Oh no, because usually the people who are a high conflict,
1: yeah, they're coming out of a DV. Usually a situation where they haven't stood up for themselves throughout the relationship, mm. and there's been a lot of bossing around by the other person, and then they become they come to see me, and the first thing they say is, "Oh, you know, this person's so clever. I want to do whatever they say. They'll they'll run rings around." And then as as you escaped. Uh, as the the time, I guess, goes on, you go, well, excuse me, you know, who does that person think they are telling me what to do? And that's a really good position to bargain from. Mm. But unfortunately, part of the response seems to be that you then go a little beyond that where anything they say you take as a continued assault on your independence and your person and you just don't want to say yes to anything.
0: Well, you were describing it as the DB pendulum where yeah. you start off just putting up with everything and not saying anything and then mm. once you get out it swings the complete opposite way yes. and you're just not having any of it. That's right. No matter what. Yep. So that how does that how does that mindset which is not the person's fault if no. they've gone through DV. How does that affect their case and their it, outcomes? It
1: can affect the case because the, uh, people don't want to settle then. And, and what's irritating is sometimes the lawyer that a, a perpetrator of DV um, will engage... Um, writes sort of kind of tone-deaf letters full of you must and we require and all of this, which feels so bossy Mm. to a person who's just escaped from DV. Hang on a minute. Now he's doing it through his lawyers. Mm. So I want people to know that's usually just his lawyers, Um, most lawyers probably, we're not trained as psychologists and not very good perhaps with personalities well, I think, and
0: yeah I haven't met a lawyer yet that's particularly great with personalities no offense mom but no, I'm, um, <laughs> and that was
1: a lovely <laughs> podcast and we'd like to sign off for the
0: series <laughs> what I mean is a really good lawyer who's really good at their job <laughs> is probably really good at that and not so good at the psychological side of things you are a wonderful lawyer. she's got to
1: dig herself out of that now
0: <laughs> but it's um, like a doctor a really good doctor yeah. probably not great yeah. with people and, but and really Really
1: good at their job, yeah. So when a lawyer writes a letter, usually they're writing a letter to put a legal point of view and um, and to put their client's case. Mm. And it does, it can come across as bossy. Mm. I mean, you know, that they are, after all, acting for that person. So what I think with people is they need to try to take the emotion out of it mm. and understand that even even if they're hundred percent certain that this lawyer is just dancing to their ex's tune hey, you can put up with it for a little bit longer and then you can say, well, I'm out. Mm. Um, But whatever, you know, you need to just keep a lid on it. That pendulum, as it swings, at the midpoint Mm. is the perfect spot to settle. That's where most people have a response Mm. Um, and you need to try to dial it back to that get some counseling mm. um see if you're in uh, if you've got a lawyer they'll do this hard talking to you yes and they'll remind you if it's a good lawyer yes I'm, I'm not at all sure about that comment you're paying for lunch <laughs> <laughs> so um one of the things you
0: said when we were planning this was that it, it, it's important for anyone who's listening to realize sometimes it's not a a demand that's unique to you. Sometimes it's just a demand that's legally required mm-hmm. and you might be like how dare they want to see my bank statements mm-hmm. for the last 2 years? This is outrageous. But when it really comes down to it, it's, it's just it's standard actually procedure. entitled. That's right. Or or subpoenaing psychology notes. Yeah. Like that might really roll you up, but it is sometimes standard procedure. Yeah. Don't take it personally. Yeah. Do we- you find lawyers sometimes push push the other client a little bit harder to do things? as well like sometimes the lawyers take over control as opposed to oh you know you could find us on instagram facebook and tiktok we're there waiting for you right now if you want to get more out of the divorce course all you have to do is go to the divorce course podcast at facebook or tiktok or the divorce course on instagram there we share bite-sized pieces of information and bite-sized inspiration and motivation to help you through this difficult time come and join our community and let us know you've joined we'd love to see you there we, do you find lawyers sometimes push push the other client a little bit harder to do things as well? Like sometimes the lawyers take over control
1: as opposed to oh, the clients? Oh, they do. I yeah. see that a lot. I think I see that a lot. Yeah. I think I see that a lot where um, the reality my clients observed is completely at odds with what the letters are that come from the lawyers Mm. you know and sometimes Mm. in those cases uh, you think maybe if the lawyers got out of the road they'd Mm. settle things Mm. Mm.
0: so it affects your case mum because you don't want to be seen as
1: the problem well the trouble with this is all of these comments like when you write back and that or email back and with your excuse me and and a little bit over-the-top response to what you see as a continuation of the abuse, well, that's all documented and can get attached to an affidavit, read out in court, you can be asked about it. All the stuff that happened in the marriage the year or the relationship, the years or months of awful bossing around and coercive control that you've endured is not documented anywhere. So it's kind of like the court, if you go to court, comes in halfway through the the story Mm. and they don't see what they've done. They only see you reacting. Yes. And so you have to try and keep a lid on it. Mm. And and yeah, like I, I, I do say to my clients, look, you've put up with it for a long time, just do it a little bit, grit your teeth, mm. do it for a little bit longer, and then you're out.
0: So things that you can do, I guess, is, is have a soul-search why are you being mm. so combative? Is if it is because of you know you've been through an relationship and you just don't want to take it anymore, mm. then come up with some ways to deal with it. You know, figure out what wordings and and things that trigger you. And so, if you do see it pop up in a letter or said mm. to you in an email have a process, go away, go for a walk, um, you know, take two days before you respond. Put some steps yep. into place
1: to h- take the heat out of your reactions. Mm. And have a look at the Act. If you haven't got a lawyer, have a look at the Family Law Act and you'll see sometimes the words that grate on you are actually in the legislation mm. and the lawyers are just using. And remember, lawyers use precedents, mm. So they probably write that to everybody, but but because of where you're coming from, you might see that as a personal Well, assault. that's a
0: good point. Some people have been noticing that, you know, they'll get a court order that has like a potential, like their proposed order yes. and it's got something about costs in there yes. and then that. Yes. And then that it's just usually a precedent, isn't it? That's just well, everyone, you know everyone.
1: Yeah, everyone asks for costs. If but you, then
0: but then if you're reading personal. it, it feels like how dare they want yes. to have costs against me. But it's just And you, in can, there. Panic. you yes. can panic. yes can panic. So really, like Mum said, maybe educate yourself, listen to this podcast more, yeah. make do our course, figure out what is normal and what not to get upset about. Mm. And and if you are high conflict, and you've soul-searched, and there's absolutely no reason why. I mean, getting divorced, and and maybe they cheated Stressful. on you, or maybe mm-hmm. something happened, or they left you. Or, mm-hmm. So there's lots of reasons why you can be super angry. But you're going to have to have a hard talk to yourself.
1: Yeah, and, and, and get because it's going to get friend. in your way. Yeah, get a fierce your sister.
0: Yeah. So a little bit of work on yourself to save yourself being named and shamed as the baddie, mm-hmm. and also getting not. The outcome that you want
1: yeah. okay yeah i agree with you okay someone will tell you the truth if you ask a close friend <laughs> yes you know you don't want the ones who go no no you're amazing yes you need to ask that friend that you go oh, i've been a bit grumpy haven't i am um, am i unreasonable and they go yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and just go okay and then okay. meditate and take it on board. go for walks yeah. Put some strategies in place mm. just to get yourself through this bit. Yes. And then you can be as angry as you want. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. The next, the last one that we've noticed, and it is the avoidant. Yeah. So you can be avoidant yourself, yeah. right? And you've also caught it ca- kind of, it's like procrastinating. It is.
1: It's just like pro- procrastination. Yeah. It's a yucky task, right? Yes. To answer a letter or to get evaluation or deal with this whole separation thing. Mm. But like I used to be a, a world class procrastinator. Mm. I reckoned I could have run a course on it at uni,
0: but <laughs> you I'm, got your degree with three small children. I don't I'm, think. I don't think so, Mum. I think you did all right. I think you oh, did all thank right. Thank you. Yeah.
1: but but I'm over it now, and I'm happy to say I don't don't procrastinate now. And one of the things that I realised was the stuff I was putting off, like the yucky job. I always thought it was going to take longer than it actually did, and it was going to be harder than it actually was. And when you just do it, you think, oh, 30 Mm. minutes or Mm. 40. That didn't take that long. But you worried about it because you haven't been doing it for Mm. ages. So it just built it up and much more painful for you than it should have been. It's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off one hair at a time Mm. if you don't face your stuff. So try to face it. It might be the house. It might be the idea you're grieving maybe. So ask yourself, you know,
0: Am I just afraid of the outcome? Is that why I'm not doing it? Am I emotional? Is that why I'm not doing Mm. it?
1: Or am I afraid of change? Is that why I'm not doing it? Or if I do it, does that acknowledge the marriage is actually over, the Mm. relationship's finished? As soon as I answer and take a step down that path, then all hope is gone. Mm. So a lot of that is accepting what's going to happen. Sometimes it's the house.
0: And the fear Mm. of that outcome like you said, probably is worse than what the reality reality is is. going to be. So go and
1: find out where you stand. People are often surprised. Don't ask Tracy from the lunchroom or, Mm. you know, um, one of your friends who's been through it. They they don't know. Every case is different. Mm. So don't listen to those horror stories. Go and find a lawyer who you can give your whole information... Um, our course sets out how you can work it out and I'm always impressed by how close they are Mm. to the actual percentage I think a judge would give there's a 10% usually variation depending on uh, I guess the state of the judge's liver and how the evidence appears on the day Mm. Um, but yeah so that will help you the reality once you know what it is you can deal Yes. You know, and like I said, if it's the house and you probably can't afford to keep the house and you don't want to move because of that, you don't want to do stuff because of that. Go out and have a look at a few open homes. Mm. Imagine how your house is going to look if you could have everything done in your favourite colour because mm. you're not pandering to your partner. That's right. <laughs> and, and minimalism. It, yes. Yeah. And it's all your furniture is really just secondhand. Yep. So just embrace the change.
0: So I think a lot of the people who are avoidant and we've had some members who are mm. um, have found it really helpful with our baby steps to yes. your new future module where we literally take you step by step This is what you should do next. And they're really little steps. Yep. But it can pull you out of that funk where you're just like, I am so overwhelmed. Mm. There is so
1: much to do. I don't even know where to start, so I'm just not going to. You know, I've started a um, journaling habit and a checklist habit, Mm. um, which is, you know, at my age, a funny thing to start. But the book that changed everything for me said to do just little things so I actually for for the first couple of months I had a checklist that said wake up yeah (laughs) greet the dogs and my husband I think I had it the other order (laughs) coffee shower yeah um and I would tick each one off as I did it Mm -hmm. um but it just got me started well and that that baby when you are
0: just separating from someone or you've been separated but you know you've got to take those next steps the simplest little steps yeah you know to go okay well today I'm going to get up I'm going to shower and I'm going to go to the bank and find out how much is in there or i'm going to go and open a new bank account or i'm going to listen to one episode of the podcast
1: so i know where i stand or i'm going to look up the phone number of the bank Mm -hmm. and write that down and tomorrow yes i'll ring them yeah you can make those steps so tiny Mm. and those baby steps i think when we started our podcast we talked about even for people who hadn't left yet yes and i wondered because we never lawyers never see people at will hardly ever see people at that very early stage, mm. and the baby step stage. By the time they come to a lawyer, usually they've pulled themselves out of that mm. mess or been Which propelled out of it. Which is the hardest bit, but I think. it is the worst bit, it's and the they're unsupported bit. there. Mm. And um, and I have learned a lot, and I know there's things I wish that people would wouldn't do when they separate first off, and that. So those baby steps are a nice, secure little guide, mm. and I can tell you from experience, you will grow in confidence as those steps accumulate and you start to see yourself as an actual citizen of the world. Yes,
0: and yeah. I think education is totally key. Once yep. once you know what you're entitled to or where you stand or what the law is, then you're more confident to take the next step. That's right. Um, If you are in that space, maybe you're still under the same roof Mm. or maybe you haven't even thought about doing anything but you desperately Mm. want to. Um, And I know we have listeners like that and members that have just started. Yeah, There are the first couple of episodes we ever did that I'll put links to, um, you know, what to do before you leave, all of those kind of little things. And, of course, in the course, we really put it out and we give you a checklist for the things you need to do. And we take you step by step through that process. Because we know
1: it's horrible at that stage and it's really hard to get your head around.
0: Now, being avoidant, does it affect your case? Once you've gotten out, say they're out. Mm. They still don't want to deal with it. You get a legal letter. I think I was the same. I didn't want to open the lawyer letters. Yes. I would leave them on the table in my office for like a week and just I just and couldn't
1: stress over Just it. couldn't
0: bring myself to do it. Yeah. So, what kind yeah. of things can affect
1: All someone's right. case well, if they're avoidant? Particularly under the new um, uh, practice directions, one of those letters might be a notice of intention to start proceedings, mm. and if you don't respond. Uh, then the court may order costs against you on the first court date. So you've got to open them. Look, get someone else to open them. That's a good idea. Um, you used to open them with me on the other end of the phone. <laughs> yeah. um, do whatever it takes. Chocolate. I'm a big fan of the chocolate to open them as they come. They're hardly ever as bad as you think. Mm. And a letter doesn't have the power to change things, mm. okay? It, it's usually, think of it as a kind of an invitation to negotiate right those first few letters um but it does make it real mm. and so yes and and it can affect you because um again like i said these are the things that go to the in your affidavits in, the court will see and they'll be able to say well your honor we wrote letters to this person on this date this date this date this date no response mm. um in a worst case scenario when you don't know the court's on you don't turn up uh, we seek orders by default your honor And the the judge will go, well, they've been notified Mm. because there's no test to see if you've opened your mail. Yes. Um, So it can affect you. Find someone you trust to help you get through it. I mean, you know, a lot of our listeners are women. Um, A lot of our listeners have had surgeries or babies or whatever, there's only one way through this. Yeah. You just got to do it. Yeah.
0: When you sit there with a giant belly yeah, with know. a baby in it and then you go, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. There's it, no way out. It's not an option. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you can't. And like you've said, we've done an episode called How to Divorce a Statue, which yes. is like an avoidant what yeah. to do
1: if your ex doesn't respond at all. You should listen to you that. You should if listen you're to avoidant. that if
0: you're avoidant
1: because you, they can do the whole process yeah. without you. And that's not just divorce, the whole court system. Um, over the years, right, from 1975, that's, gosh, ages ago, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) ages ago. Um, But there isn't anything that hasn't been done before, right? And there are many um, people who don't get involved, but the court has processes to do it without your involvement. So If you don't participate in the process and try to look after yourself in the process, it will be done against you and probably not as good an outcome. So you owe it to yourself to get involved. And if you do open those letters, it might, it'll probably give you, well, it has to give you the opportunity to mediate. Mm. So you go to mediation. Yeah. And um, and you'll sort it out there. So it's not as bad as you think mm. these days.
0: But yeah, and you're right, Mum. Now that they've got that 14 day mm. letter to respond, oh, it's a biggie. Or you go to court. So you really do need to read that. Get a mate. If mm-hmm. you can't bring yourself to do it, get somebody to do it for you. Get your mum to read it. Get your dad to read it. Yep. Not your kids. But no. try and make sure that you push yourself through yes. and get the emotional support, psycho- psychological support that you need. Yeah. Get a health
1: plan. It's not going to go, go and against you. See a doctor you. If, you, mm. if you feel like you're in a depression listen you know. to our episode on mental health yes and it doesn't affect your case if, no. you, if you have some mental health issues and you go and get support the court looks at that as a good thing mm. but if you don't get support well the then court that can at, be negative thing. yes
0: so definitely try and make sure you're taking care of yourself which is it's literally like asking someone to walk through fire but at the same time make sure you're fine <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we get it but mm. you've got to
1: do it and mm. it's if you're pregnant or if you're getting divorced, mm-hmm. you do have to take those steps. And in the end, um, the, it's going to feel so good to get to an outcome. You can worry about this stuff for years. People used to. But I like that in a way we can force the process to happen mm. because both sides are often relieved. Yes. Not just the person pushing but also the avoidant person mm. because what they were anticipating isn't half as bad mm. as what actually happened.
0: So if you are rushing to get everything done or you're completely not doing anything and you've got your head in the sand, or you're giving in to everything because you just can't. Can't be bothered. Or yep. if you are fighting everything because you are livid at what you've mm. had to deal with for most of your life. And you're not taking any more time with it. These roadblocks can affect your case, mm. and you need to be making sure that as you go through making these end big life decisions that you are making the right decisions based on
1: your future, not based on your current state. Mm. And you might have to find that that uh, unicorn of a lawyer who understands personalities. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll deal with you later, Laura. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, maybe, you know, if you do have a lawyer, you say, hey, I'm really having trouble opening mm. letters from you or them. Mm-hmm. I, I get nervous. Can we make mm-hmm. a deal that you send me a letter only once a week?
1: Well, I used to, uh, with people that are very traumatised, I used to put in the re, instead of in the email title, instead of re, your family law matter, or worse, putting their ex-partner's name there. Yeah, because the last Some thing you want to see. No. <laughs> yeah. um, so I do re, it's a bit unorthodox, but i go re, good news. Yeah. <laughs> and when it ah. is, or re, your valuations are in. Yes. Um, just so that that gives them that little bit of, a push a, to be Well, out. and they, they go, okay, that's yes. all it's
0: about. Because yes. the worst thing is when your lawyer rings you, you're like, oh, my gosh, my lawyer's ringing me.
1: What's wrong? I don't want to. Yes, I know. I've, <laughs> yeah. People say to me, my heart sinks every time I see yes. your number on my phone. I think, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, <Ma. laughs> so, okay, and I know
0: we always talk about the other person's personality. Yeah, but you do look, need to. But you do need yeah. to look at yours, and these can really affect your case and your progression. And the sooner you get it sorted without rushing, the better for mm. everybody and yourself. Mm-hmm. So I know this this episode was a little wishy-washy, mm. um, but I think it really does it's a cl- plug into yeah. every part of every step of the legal process, yeah. whether you're negotiating outside of court or whether you're about to go into court or whether you're going to mediation. Have a think. Does this... Does one of these apply to me and how can I change it? And if you don't think any of them do, ask a friend. Yes. Hey, here's the four types. Do I fit into one of these? Because that saying is when you're in the jar, yes. you can't see the label. So ask a friend to give you some frank yes. words a of encouragement. Friend. Yes, a fierce friend. A fierce friend. And thank you, Mum, for coming today. <laughs> you're uh, welcome. Have you seen any success stories from people that have pushed through? Oh,
1: heaps, heaps yeah. and heaps and heaps. Yeah. Yeah. And well, almost every case, the people are in the depths mm. of despair. Mm. One person, um, he was uh, down in a flooded area, and I sent a little text to make sure he was okay. Mm. He sent me a picture of him dancing in the rain Aww. because it was finished and Aww. he was so happy. Oh, <laughs> <And> that <laughs> makes you want to cry. It, did. it was really Aww. lovely. Yeah. Aww. So, you know. Um, but thats I just see so many people. And it's odd, though, they don't normally want to see me again. <laughs> no. but, but no. I know that they're going on with their lives, and and I feel like, hopefully, You know, I've made a difference to them and their kids. Pushing them out of the nest so they can go and live their lives. And we've had some hard conversations. None of my clients. Um, If if these roadblocks come up, Mm. um, there will be discussions. Yes. And with love, but still, things might need to be said. Yes. Um, And then it gets them over. And And I have another person, another man actually, who rang me personally months later to thank me for the hard talk. Okay. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and you I, I gave guess, me the
0: hard talk. <laughs> well, yes. Someone has to have it. Um, we did get sent a photo of this lovely lady's um divorce cake. They'd finalized oh, everything. <laughs> One of our members finally got through yeah. it all and she sent me a photo of the cake and said, We're celebrating today. <laughs> it was a hilarious cake. <laughs> was <it? laughs> yeah. But um I'll have to put that up in the show notes yeah. as well. But yes. yeah, so there is a happy ending. You've just got to get there
1: yes you just have to get through so and, like and
0: being pregnant the baby comes out and it's lovely so going through divorce you will walk out independent
1: yes and it's if you're getting separated uh, if you're getting divorced there's obviously a reason why you're not still in that marriage mm-hmm. so your future will be brighter
0: yeah it's yeah. just
1: stepping out
0: yeah yeah <laughs> all right thank you mum for your good time good luck everyone Thanks, no everyone. worries Laura. now let's have that talk <laughs> If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.